Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight we record episode 120 of the Nintendo Shack podcast. I hope I got my numbers right. What do you think? I, uh, you know, there's some variants there that we are learning after the fact, but it sounds good to me right now, and that's all that matters. Live in the now, Donnie. That's Live it. Live in the now. Tonight we're going to discuss Nintendo and E3 and some possible DLC updates, but before we do, please allow me to say hello to the one, the beloved Jason Lacey. What's going on, man? Hello, Mr. Donald Reese. How are you? Actually, I'm going to go back to your formal title, Mr. Donatello. As I say, it's never Donald. It never has been Donald. There's no birth certificate. Like, let's not go down that road. That's, <laughs> I'm uh... good. I'm a good man. I am. I'm doing great. It's a Thursday. That means tomorrow's Friday. Did and I ever tell you that I work from home on Fridays now? No, I don't think... I have work from, I have work from home have Fridays. Home, I have nice. telework Fridays, so Thursday's kind of like my Friday. And I got to tell you, I'm excited to be here talking to you because it's been a long week. It's been a long, like, four days for me. How much work do you have to do in that work from home setting? You'd be surprised, actually. It's it's funny because um, is it? It's not like the Kevin work from home where he's no, just like he's like he's, he's on Apex like, at mm-hmm. noon. Yeah, no, it's not that. Um, okay. Typically, actually, one of the part of the deal is I typically get more work done from home than I do from work. You know, I, I think people always assume that your people are screwing around from home, but many people I ever talk to, that's the same thing because you have you don't have other people distracting you. There's no distractions. And you can just be super focused yep. and just knock it out. So like. Um, Typically, when we've had like big special events or something, and I've really needed to like knock out some things, my boss has always told me to like just work from home, you know, because he knows that it's like I'll just put on my headphones yeah. and I'll just go for ten hours, and it's like yeah. I'll I'll knock out five days worth of work in one day. And you don't have to drive. What the exactly? Like 30, I pick up an hour, 30, 40 minutes. It's like forty-five. Yeah. So I pick up like an hour on both ends. So yeah, now he's just turned that as a part of like he's like you just need more dev time. So now that's it. More Dev and Tyus time? We all need a little more yeah, Dev time. That's That would be the good Dev time. Let's get on with yes. the show, and let's hello, start it like we do. Hello, viewers. We're happy to have you here. Each and every week by thanking those that support us over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So thank you so very much to Calo, Barry Cathcart, Josh, the Bonesaw Borboni, Coach Mo, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calicote, the new additions, Michael Masick, and the egg shin himself, Zach Bradshaw. I love new patrons. Oh, who doesn't? Like, it makes you feel like your whole world is better, right? Like, you see that little email notification? It's like, man, somebody really likes that thing you do. And um, it's fantastic. So thank you all. Um, our producers, all of those that help produce the show, whether you be at the note level or the read aloud level, or whatever level you do, make sure that uh, you feel appreciated because you guys are making the PSVG house party a thing. And uh, we're about to start unveiling kind there's of... There's no E3 for the house party. But that's true. There's, like, there's, there's the house party. <laughs> we selected the E3 to do this, and it's been falling apart ever since we've made that announcement. Um, so at the very least... It's just going to be a, a live version of DLC for That's days, true. Yeah, and we'll hang out and play. You know what? For every partner that drops a show, that's just more camera time. It's more streaming. That's more things. So that, I'm, I'm not upset with it to be honest with you too much um 
we don't have any host questions. Uh, we had a host, poor kaiju guy, um, Rip Isaac. Uh, he was supposed to join the show, and uh, his internet was having really, really tro- uh, problematic internet issues. So that's why we're a little late start today. So it's just Jason and I. Mike, old times, man. It's just me and you. All intimate. Donnie and Jason. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome I got to tell you, I'm a little jealous because you were in rare form on Flux. And then you just rolled over into Sean's stream. You were just going. I was like, Listen, well, look at this okay. guy. He's having like a midlife crisis at home. Here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> I had... Sans family, so I was just like, you know what? Monday, I'm going to stream for six hours, apparently, because that's what I did. Wow. And then Tuesday for Flexipose, I was like, I'm just going to have a beer and a beer and a beer. And then I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, and I, yeah, I was fueled. I was ready to go. And then Sean's like, let's play StarCraft. I said... Yes. Dude, I watched you guys play, play that. That that looked terrible. I never okay, want to play that game. Were you watching Sean's stream or were you watching my Sean's stream? Sean's stream and all these okay, menus so and like the well, font. And it's just, well, yeah, but Sean also well. had this mod that makes it all cartoony. It looks like an old Flash game from New Oh, really? Because that's what I was yeah. thinking the game was. No. I was watching so, and I was like, this is the game everybody's excited about? A, this is a new is mod that oh. they just released for it that came out that makes it all cartoony and crazy looking. I got you. I got you. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, we don't have the, those questions to get through. But just another plug. We are about a week away from PSVG Shack Drunk Cart Night, Friday, February 21st. So, uh, tomorrow, I will be out doing the Valentine's thing, as I am as I assume most people will be. Uh, but next Friday, come over to the Discord. I'm, I'm, I'll probably stream. Like, it seems like we get more interaction when I'm live and people yeah. can watch because then more people jump in. But I see, I already see that we have Dude Arena. We've got Garrett, Sean, Bad Bits in the chat. So we're gonna upset. We're not playing Fortnite right now. So we're gonna do we're gonna do the Sean Capri thing where we're just gonna stream live voice channel, and you can come in and talk directly over our stream. So make sure you're there Friday night next week. So without further ado, let's hop into the show and talk about this week in Nintendo. And Jason, I'm I'm not sure if you've seen this or not, but the reset era got early access to the ESA's E3 splash page where they listed all the vendors that were going to be there. And Nintendo was not listed. No, they were not listed. Game Explained did a video about it, talking about how yes. Nintendo wasn't there. It's got the whole internet a buzz. Got some clicks. We got to get some clicks on it. Oh, they got some clicks. And uh, it's worth mentioning because I think it is important. They've always been included in the first batch. It's like the first batch, Nintendo's always been there. So it's not like this is you know, like out of the norm or something like that. You know, it's not. This is pretty spot on. So um, a lot of people are scared. Now, after all this buzz started making its rounds, people started pointing back to this Hollywood Reporter article where Doug Bowser said that they are they're looking forward to participating in E3. It was basically he was asked after Sony, like confirmed that they weren't going to be there, just right. like Microsoft. Nintendo was asked and they were like, yeah, we're looking forward to being E3. It's an important thing for the thing and we're going to do that. Now, it's important to say this. His statement didn't necessarily mean that they were at E3. Right. So there still exists a chance that, like, they just participate. They do a direct during E3, but they're not at E3. Right, because they've always, whenever they've done their, they've always had separate space that they've always rented out for, like, their, like, when they've done the competitions. Those haven't actually been at the same venue, right? Those yeah. are always at somewhere close by proximity. Close by. So they can yeah. just as easily do a Nintendo Direct watch party thing and do your Splatoon, your Smash Bros, your whatever competitions that you sure. want. Yep. Um, the quote itself was, Bowser tells THR in an emailed statement, every year we base our approach to E3 on the content we have to share. We look forward to participating in E3 2020. 
Now, okay, so here's here's really the question: Is why did this happen? Is it are they are they not going to be there, or is it just like they haven't paid the bill yet? Like they haven't actually signed up <laughs> for the floor space. Up for it. <sighs> you know, this was this might be jumping the gun for what we have you know we have on the table for the show, but I mean, I feel like in this era of technology, everything, I feel like the significance of E3 every year is just kind of gone it's hard, down. It's hard not to argue that. It's like, it's, you know? yeah. Yeah. And I, it's and like, for me personally, I, I, that's how I felt about E3 too. I've kind of just kind of like, yeah. And you know, part of that is, I'm sure is because I, I just a, let's say who gives a crap about the, the PC gamer show that was ever there. Cause that was always, Poor but being just, an, being just a Nintendo fan in terms of console space, you know, my involvement or excitement there has always been diminished a little bit too. I mean, it's watching the reveals and stuff like that's always cool. But as I've had to go into the workforce and have a family, this and that, I can't stay up at all hours and watch all these things. So, like, for my own personal excitement went down. But I, I just feel like, as a whole, the purpose of that trade show, that event, is not as significant as it once was. Before, you know, when communication wasn't at the level it was thanks to technology, we had to have this one thing mm-hmm. to help get everything out there and to sell to the media and to, you know, the public was never allowed until, what, was that like six years ago, seven years ago? I can't remember when they when they made that switch. So, you know, I, I, it's, it's... That leak said this year they're like selling like press badges. Do you see that? No. $1,000. So like there's public tickets... But then there's like advanced, like better tickets, like elite tickets. And those tickets are basically like press tickets. So you get in early with all the uh, other press folks before okay. the public. But it's like a grand, which to be honest with you, I don't really like hate. Like if somebody has the money uh, to do that and they can to increase your patronage, everyone. Just to... <laughs> yeah. Let's everybody. Let's go fund me. Let's get Sean in there early. You know, like let's do that. Um, let's do a Kickstarter for Sean. Now, uh, your 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 point is correct. My stance has not, will not change on E3. So I feel like I'll be a broken record, so I'll just say it quickly. I believe in E3. I believe it reverberates the message of everyone. Um, I don't like the the defense and the justification that Sony fans that gave Sony for pulling out. Like, I understand all the reasons why they would, right? Like, I get it. The biggest reason is, in today's landscape, like, you don't have to share the you know the spotlight you get your own spotlight why share it with nintendo right i get that mm-hmm. but at the same time i think when they're all there the spotlight is brighter than ever like it's brighter than because they're all there even than when they do it on their own like even if yeah. they can do enough on their own it's still not it's not e3 it's like it's not the same right. scale i think when they're all there you know a high tide a high tide raises all boats like that, that message, that echo chamber starts, that drum beat starts to bang louder. I think more people pay attention to it. And I think the only real evidence that I need to even prove this is just look at E3's influence over the years. I mean, just think about how big E3 has been to this industry for what, two decades? Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Yeah. Longer than that, even, I think. Right? Like, and I realize that it's not, you know, the show where you go and convince Walmart to buy a million copies of Doom. Like, I get that. But at yeah. the same time, what it does for the industry in terms of goodwill and excitement and, and you know, ramping up enthusiasm, you know, for the products and the publishers mm-hmm. and shining a spotlight for 
indie developers and lesser known projects yes. and being able to like put all that in there. Like you're just getting the eyes that um, if we all do our own separate things on every Friday and Thursday and, and you know, all across the year, like it, all of it starts to fall through the cracks. At some point, it does. You, nobody yeah. can watch them all. It just can't be and done. You still kind of get like all the separate, you know, you kind of get like the state of, I hate to bring this as a reference point into this conversation, but you get like the state of the politics of politics in this country where everyone just sits in their own camp and it's just pro their own whatever. What And they're only going to beat that drum. But when you have it, everything together and you can get some crossover, you get some people that wouldn't necessarily be excited for Microsoft or Sony. You'd be like, that's really cool. And that's awesome. And you get that, that common, that common brotherhood of gaming and the love for the hobby where we, I think, all of us to have podcasts, to have friends that know that we have podcasts and things like that. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I think we all probably have that moment where that casual gamer that we all know and love that we all talk about to defend our argument points, that fan, that friend of yours that knows you're into it around summertime, they probably walk up to you and they go, Hey, so what happened to E3? Like, what's the big thing? You know, like that's where that casual, like water cooler conversation starts to happen. And we got to sometimes we have to unplug and realize that while there are millions of us on Twitch and YouTube, that there are millions, millions, millions more that aren't. And we can't always be like, we just put up a live stream and do it ourselves. It's like you're not that's not everybody. Right. You know, and by doing that, that big thing, you know, because it's, it's worth mentioning in the news. Not, not that I won't get into. It, I'm sure PSVG will. Jeff Keighley's not going either. So and like he, he was YouTube gaming, yeah. <laughs> you know, for like years. It's like he just basically was the YouTube channel. Around the clock during E3, which is insane. So, um, man, it's interesting. Uh, Rebecca asks, what's the future of E3? With controversies, so many big names dropping out, do you think Nintendo will stick with them for the upcoming years? I mean, I don't know. My biggest question <laughs> is, to answer that question, I'd like to ask another question. I think I asked this to the Xbox drive. If, if Sony stays away, Let's say they create their own thing and it becomes a hit. If Sony has their own popular thing, are Nintendo and Xbox important enough in the industry to carry E3 by themselves? Can they do it alone? Because if the answer is no, then I think the show goes away or becomes not goes away, changes from what we know it today and becomes yeah. a fan expo or like something. If, if, all, like if the big three stop doing it, I mean... Well, and the reason I say like if PlayStation does their own thing, right? And some third, like Call of Duty goes there. You see where I'm going? Madden goes there because they're the market leader. The, the best indie games go there. Are the leftovers, you know, plus Ubisoft, because EA is basically already left. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Where is Devolver Digital going? That's all that matters. I mean, as, as long as Devolver Digital is there, they will have two viewers and myself and Devin that are watching that show. <laughs> um. Yeah, but like the question is, can can they do it by themselves? Like, can can Nintendo and Xbox do it? And I think they can, but it probably comes at a cost that like the ESA yeah. probably has to. Yeah, the amount of money that the ESA made on this trade show ten years ago is going to lessen, right? Like they can't, because that's the thing that everybody it was the thing I always talk about. Everybody, um, everybody always like defends. You know, these companies are like, well, they got to save money. It's about the money. Like, why are they going to pay all the money? And I talked about that in my Discord. I hate that argument. I hate when I hear people say that. Who do we, why do we care? 
<laughs> why, why are we out to to defend their argument? You know, it's like people are like, well, why would uh, you know? I'm just it's, I'm gonna it's, I'm gonna it's say PlayStation. Really I'm not throwing a stone at PlayStation or anything. So PlayStation fans don't get angry. I'm just gonna say it as an example. Why would PlayStation pay the ESA to have a stage show and they just do it themselves? It's like I don't know because they make billions of dollars every year. Like, why are <laughs> we? Because <laughs> it's a tax write-off. They're like, it costs like $10 million. I'm like, okay. What is that in their quarter? Didn't Xbox just make like $11 billion this quarter? Like, come on. You know, it's like, I, I understand maybe wanting a point to say something, like you having a point just to say something, but we're customers. And uh, I was talking to Garrett about this in the Discord earlier this week, and it was like, well, is there any other like analogy where people defend like the rich not spending the money because I was thinking like the direct analogy is like sports. You know how angry sports fans gets when the owner lets the high price free agent leave and they don't spend the money to win. You know, there's nobody like, yes. hey, look, he owns the Browns. He needs to save some money. Like that guy's gonna cost like ten. Mil- nobody gives a crap. <laughs> but it's interesting how kind of the shoe is on the other foot with game fans. And I think it's I just because we all we just love these companies. So we love the product these companies yes. make so much. I think it's you know. in the reverse though too. I think every each one of these three could easily like, for instance, we've had QuakeCon has been its own thing, mm-hmm. yeah, forever. And you know, it's obviously not no E three, but I mean, each one of these we could you know, the PlayStation experience could easily be a multi day celebration. I event. don't know if people can handle Devin Haley and Delve <laughs> multiple days like just on in around like that's too much man microsoft could do something and like if, Nite- if there was like a nintendo centric themed multiple day thing apparently they're doing in airports now do you see that people and i did see that you can't tell me <laughs> nintendites in droves would not come out well i think we've for that there there's probably a nintendo shack there in you know in the archives where you and i were like why don't they just take all these demos and put them out of all the best buys and let us go and do it yeah. And and I think we all say this. Why doesn't everybody just post all of their demos and like make it a celebration across the world? You know, it's like, hey, the Last of Us demo that everybody's playing today, you can play at home right now by going and downloading it on your PlayStation 4. Like, why isn't that more of a thing? And I think it will become that. I, I actually do. I think E3 is less about the ESA and more about like the time of the year that it is. Right. So like everybody may leave that stadium and they may not deal with the ESA anymore. But I do think there is value in like maybe the big three having one of those stage moments where they all get together and like maybe just entering like a like a pact, like a treaty. It's like, look, every year from June 15th to the 20th, we're going to do some digital announcements. We're going to unveil some new games. We're going to put some new demos in the eShop and we're going to run a sale. Right. Like it just makes a lot of sense for them to keep doing it. I, I, I would hate to see that go. You know, and like, because here's the thing, like, and I think we see this, especially the more digital we go and you see even, even with like streaming things, right? It's going to become less about the companies and more about the publisher and then less about the publisher and then more about the games. So it's not going to be, uh, you know, everything Nintendo, everything Xbox, every PlayStation. It's going to be everything. It's going to eventually going to become everything EA, everything Ubisoft. And then it's going to stop from there and it's just going to be, hey, this is Call of Duty all day today. We're going to talk to you about eight hours about Call of Duty. And the next day, it's going to be, it's Battlefield. We're going to talk to you. It's going to be every single game. And at some point, you know, like you're just drilling down to the hardcore fans and you're missing swaths of people. Deuterito just nailed it. I don't know if you read his comment, but that's have old. Nick Cage, Danny DeVito, and Brendan Fraser. That's going to represent the big three. <laughs> they all should send like consiglieries. Like it should be like a, a representative at like a table. If they live streamed it, if they did that as a oh joke, that'd be amazing. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see something digital like that where they actually make you a part of the experience. They don't even have to call it E3. Call it the Summer Showcase of Video Games or something. I just, you, you should, am I making yeah. my point right? It's like, yeah, I think, it's not that I'm so tied to E3. It's like, I love the spirit of E3 and I want that yeah. to live on. I mean, do you think too, like the prominent, like look at, I, I would say the, the prominence and the effect of something like the Game Awards, where I feel like a couple of years ago, it was more of a like, this is kind of dumb. That's true, but this year it was like a smashing hit. And it's evolved every year, and I think it's become more important and bigger each year just because with the with the the recognition and like the acceptance, but also they were getting more and more reveals. Better, better, bigger reveal. Exactly. And so is it because of the results of something like that that's making these other events, you know, all of a sudden. That's a very good point. Maybe the Game Awards is the new E3. I mean, and we're going to see something. Is there going to be other events or things like that that happen that's going to be. I just no, feel like the timing well. is best in the summer as we prepare for fall. I know not everything lands in the fall, but it's still, I mean, Nintendo, right? They just sold like billions and billions of Switches and games. Like the fall is right. still the money spending. That's the money making season. So I still like that prep into, plus in the summertime, yeah. like typically we don't get a whole lot of games that drop in like June, July and August, right? Typically. Yeah. You know, the summertime, it kind of pops interest. You know, it's like, hey. Remember those video games, those things, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe and, and do I'm just... you think, like, going back to the whole, you know, Jeff Keighley statement, do you think, you know, part of it, it was with what happened last year with them, with them releasing... With doxing being, everybody's phone numbers yes. and stuff. I mean, is, you know... What do else we have... There... Let me ask you a question. Sure. Do we have any, like, were there any incidents or reports of anybody actually... You know, death threats like, or like, does anybody actually harmed at this? Or is this a lot of people just really like, I'm not saying that the point is invalid, but just just screaming to make a point? Because I, I, I think I, I can't say that I personally ever saw any like follow up. Were there any ill It might just be naivety. That, but I point. think it's just like, you know, still the risk that your information's so out my there. My address is on Google, man. You can Google <laughs> like where I live. And I, I get it. These people are more popular. I guess they have some sort of influence, but. I don't know. I don't have any money, so if my info is on the dark web, you're really not you're not going to come out on top at all. You can have some debt. Congratulations. Yeah, you pick up, pay my bill. I don't, <laughs> okay, gamer, could, I don't even have a good gamer score. So if I mean, you could swing that student loan payment for me, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I get it, but I also think they they made changes, right? Like this year is like a super secure platform and stuff. Like I that. you would think so. Yeah, yeah, of so. course, of course. All right, so ultimate point: don't fret. It appears that Nintendo would be there. I think yeah. the ultimate point I'll take away is I honestly think they just haven't put their plans together. It's about that yeah. time of year that they kind of announce it. So maybe they're waiting to join the website to do like, maybe we'll get Bowser Fizemek. I mean, isn't the time of the year where they should be announcing a lot of things, Oh, Donnie? don't do that. Shouldn't there be a lot of things getting announced right now? I have grievances, Donnie. I wish Bowser would do funny things like Fizemek. Fizemek was the best. Fizemek was the, the best. And the that laser beam. So good. What about Mother 3? That was so good. That All was that so stuff. good. I or expect Nintendo will be. watch thing. Uh, yeah. So I would expect things. Nintendo to be at E3. Like, I expect them to be there. I expect them to, do a, I expect them to be on the show floor. But we'll see if they're not. But I think they will be. I think this is just. And like, it's worth it. Like, there's all. That list was only like 10 deep. You know, there's tons of publishers and stuff that weren't on that list. So. And, and I mean, it is, you know, it was. It was, it was leaked, correct? Is that how, I mean? Yeah, yeah, they got yeah, in before so, it went live. 
so maybe it's clearly not subject to changes. You know, and exactly. Game Explain yeah, did I mean, post like a correction, so not to, to slam them too hard. Like they totally always, went. At, when, yeah. when we're speculating and so many things are up in the air and there's nothing formal, we, that's what we do. We grasp at straws and come up with conclusions and yeah. escalate them into ridiculous facets. Um, last week we talked about this rumor that's been going around about the the big holiday game having wheels and uh, the whole Mario Kart speculation has been going on for a while and uh, we started talking about it in Discord and I really liked where the conversation was going so I told Jared I was like you know what we're just going to bring this back to Shaq and talk about it again I've got a revelation it's a new it's a new stunt race game be hyped (laughs) be hyped that's awful stunt race switch it's a Labo game is what it is it's like (laughs) God. I mean, is that even is that like done? Is there is that just end of the road for that? I think so. I mean, I think you'd have to think after the sales that we Ring Fit Adventure would replace that. I was actually going to ask that. Do you think we'll get a Ring Fit Adventure too? Like you almost have to. It sold a million copies. It sold a lot. Yeah. Look at just look at our echo chamber. Like maybe you, maybe maybe it. you steer the wheel while you're doing squats if and stuff. I had a TV set up. If I wasn't playing on a monitor that doesn't have an audio out. I would probably look into getting Ring Fit because you got Kevin taking sweaty pictures, Lucas taking sweaty pictures, Kyle's going to take sweaty pictures, Dev wants to take sweaty pictures. Who doesn't want to take sweaty pictures? With Girls, apparently. <laughs> it's a lot of dude meat in this this conversation. It's a lot of dude sweat. I mean, <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about not necessarily the rumor where we believe it or not. We already talked about that, but I wanted to ask you. Let's just assume it is Mario Kart. All right, we talked about this a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. What is it that they, what what do you think they can do to Mario Kart to make it better? Like what's did we have a did we have a question that was kind of talked about this too? I thought at some point someone had asked us. I don't remember. Either way, what you know, we have to have like we kind of got to steal from the whole Smash Bros. thing. We got to go ultimate with it. Ultimate. What I would would love to see Kart Ultimate is if you have tracks like let's say we remaster tracks okay. from any any of the series. You push a button. And you can switch on and the it's fly. Retro. To, yes. So you it's want the Halo version. Master Chief Collection of Mario Kart? Yes. Okay. All right. Like, let's say I'm playing on. But do Mario's like the models switch too, or do you have like the new, like the character models, no, old characters carts? switch, everything switch, everything, the whole thing. Yeah. It has, it would have the modern the modern Mario Kart gameplay. So it still plays well. Yeah, but all of a sudden you could be playing in the Super Mario Kart sprites, like 2D. Yeah. How do that? I don't like know. I so badly but like how I'm does that programmer. how does that play on like looking on those old courses? You know, because I don't know. I think it plays terribly. Like it plays not like it plays well, but trying, it's boring. I'm just trying to get your money. I got you. Nostalgia. I got you. Okay. Um, my initial reaction is, and I, you've probably heard me say this before, it's block for it. You give me HD remaster block for it, and I will buy the game. They actually could probably just release Mario Kart block for it. I would buy that. I would actually buy that. That's how badly I want that mode to come back. That said, I, I don't like, think I've played battle mode since that one night we had that really big cart night. That cart night? The, the first, yeah, the first one of the first drunk cart nights. It's not as good. It's not as good as the old battle mode, you know? So, um, so I like the path you're going with the cart ultimate. I would love for them to have different racing modes so obviously battle mode with legit battle maps that would be the first part of it what if there was like cart battle royale which is kind of like what they had with like the balloons anyway but just more racers like you drop everybody into block fort and it doesn't have to be 100 right but if you drop 40 people into battle block fort 
and you just let them have it until there's one standing. God. Like I love I that think, idea. I don't think I don't think you're ever going to win because of skill. You're always going to Oh, win who cares? Right. It's Mario Kart. Who cares? This I isn't think we Smash. We put um Shovel Knight and Isaac from Golden Sun as characters just to to piss people off from mm. all the the Smash Bot ballot stuff. So I I like that idea. Do some modes. I love the idea of making a double dash return. Not in not in the thing, but in spirit. So you've got you can play Grand Prix, but then you can play Grand Prix Double Dash, where you get new carts, pair teams, different battle modes, same tracks, same stuff. All the other. What about stuff. If we actually like open it up too, and it's not just you know, uh, you get your Grand Prix and you get your modes, but you actually have like some sort of story content narrative for yes, a little campaign Think of like kind of like what they did with tennis. You know how they had. It, I, I, I thought that was somewhat enjoyed by people. I never played it. Okay, so I did. Reaction. It, it wasn't, wasn't good. so happy. Okay. It wasn't good. All right. I'd rather okay, have like how about, how about how about what Diddy Kong Racing did then? That's better. Okay, that's more like yeah, Diddy Kong Racing, Crash Team Racing. Yes, I'm following you there. I would be more apt for like loot and customization. Give me all kinds of stuff that I can do. Give me stickers I can put on my car. Change the wheels. Change the hubcaps. Change the steering wheel. Do all that stuff. Give me co- costumes like Mario Golf World Tour it, where I have a lot of customization. More than like your standard, yeah. here's your 16 cars, 16 wheels, and 16 gliders. Like, yeah. let me go crazy with it. I'd like to see, like, instead of just how they have the tournament options and multiplayer, like, have something where you could have, like, a giant, like, I hate to reference this, but, like, NASCAR type. Ooh, big, like, like, a, like a roto, like, standard? Like, a, like yes. something that, like, goes for, like, a month or something? You get yeah, like and points. You, got, and you have points, and then you have a Ooh. points leader, and you can have someone like you. I love that know, idea. Have, have like this big a season, and you know seasons. Yes, yes, seasons. That kind of yes, that, that's great. That's really good stuff. I was going to ask you from a multiplayer side, what do you think they could do? Tournaments would be good. I don't know how you do it by elimination or something like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, no seasons are really good with Battle Pass, where they drop like a little new extra content every now and again, and you can play. That's really, really good. I'd be all in for that. I think we all would be. So I'm. Um, I don't know. We'll see if we this gets announced or something. The Formula One treatment or something. I'm a little excited. Three hundred CC. Morrison, dude. What was the one that they was it? Two hundred. Two hundred. That was too fast for me. <laughs> I was, was flying off everywhere. I was it, like, oh it, god. It's tough. It's very tough. <laughs> you know, it's like I need more, um, more, um, more drift, more brake control. I have to say, I. When you know, I couldn't do it on the Wii U, but on the Switch, when I got, you know, got the trophies on every CC and everything, that was like, yes, okay, oh yeah, good, yeah, I did that on Wii U too. What if they did? Um, and I don't think they will, but just throwing it out there. What if they did like a Forza thing, where it's a shared world? You drop into shared world lobby with your own me character that you customize, and you actually race around to events. Anything that makes me significant, still, I love the me's. I do love the me's too. I don't want me's to go away. Yeah, though I love that idea. You get dropped in a little Mario Kart world, and there are events. I'm, there I'm are races. Follow. They're like I'm hub races, follow. battle races. There's collectibles, things to go find, unlock new cart customizations. That would be cool. You drive around like you can just drive around the Mushroom Kingdom and yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's good, right? There we go, guys. We fixed Mario Kart. Not that it needed <laughs> fixing, but and it's it's exciting. I know a lot of people are talking about it. I'm, I'm very excited to see if, if it is Mario Kart. Um, I wrote this down. Assuming it's I mean, cart-related... I'll totally buy it because I really don't want it to be a tank game or steel diver or something with horseback. 
<laughs> I mean, <well. laughs> something horse racing related. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know anything else with wheels that you know that plays a significant role in Nintendo. Who? That that is a big look at Garrett. Garrett in the chat providing the segue for the show notes as he writes that. And Animal Crossing microtransactions, Nintendo would make bank. And then let me go to our next news story this week in Nintendo. Could Animal Crossing New Horizons get DLC or microtransactions? According to the ESRB rating on the New Horizons eShop, the title contains, quote, in-game purchases. Although it's unclear whether this could take the form of microtransactions or some sort of DLC expansion in the future. Now, there's a lot been said about games being required to do this if they ever have any sort of plans in the future and all this stuff, but right. um, the, it, again, I'm not the biggest Animal Crossing fan, but I think I've said this for a long time now. Animal Crossing is the perfect, in my opinion, games-as-a-service game, not just for Nintendo. Like I think it's the perfect version of that game. So you can give me all the Fortnite and all of the... You know, the, the destiny you want, Animal Crossing. This makes all the sense in the world for Animal Crossing to adopt this. I don't know if that studio has the chops to crank out the kind of content to do something like that. And we've never seen Nintendo really, like, want to get into that kind of space. So I'm not saying I expect them to do it. Yeah. But what I am saying is I can absolutely see a world where six to eight months after Animal Crossing comes out, we get an expansion with, like, a new island or a new town that you can visit. Or a new multiplayer thing, or here's the thing, seasonal events. Here's this, you know, but like in Animal Crossing, we've had seasonal events, but it's always right. the same seasonal event because it's based yeah. on the calendar. I'm yep. talking about custom tailored, like bat like battle pass seasons, like, hey, this winter collection is coming, and if you go over here to this island, you can pick up this Christmas ornament that you can only get for the next two months, right? If they did yeah. that kind of stuff and they boy if they ever did any licensed stuff like the frozen collection comes to animal crossing you know like i see a world where that stuff happens and people just two dollars left and right constantly yeah. making their town look amazing i have to i would have to think it had to be something like that i don't see any like are they gonna go hey for five dollars usd you can get x number of bells like i don't yeah see no, no 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 nothing no. like that i don't like that idea. Happen. i don't see them locking like specific furniture sets you know, behind deals, but like, yes, like partnered content like this, or um, yes, like actual e expansion like content yep. where like different, re like w different regions of an island or different. Why wouldn't they? I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to them doing like ex exclusive, you know, paid content for furniture sets or, or item patterns or clothing patterns or anything like that. Like, yeah. I mean, if you don't want to pay, you don't have to. It's just skins. It doesn't really affect the I, game I, at all. I got it. I got it. There's going to be a DLC pack. The old Tortimer comes, picks you up, right? Yeah. Go on a boat. He drops you off on another deserted island with 50 other villagers, and only one walks out. It's the Hunger it's, Games. It's Animal Crossing. Hunger Games? Yes, Sure. <laughs> I love that idea. You just walk around and hit each other with a shovel until one like walks out. Fortnite Animal Crossing, the event no one saw coming. <laughs> no, um, 
I just think the Animal Crossing fans, as rabid as they are, I think they would eat something like that. And I think Animal Crossing the game is one that's meant to be played over long periods of time. It's not meant to play games like I play games. You don't play Animal Crossing for 30 days and put it down. Play Animal Crossing over years at a time. So for them to constantly revolve out that content and keep refreshing it and making it better, they have the exclusive stores and stuff that just popped in that they just brought in. Like, hey, you know, like uh, I was thinking of Mario Golf World Tour. They had like Nike and like, you know, like Mercedes and stuff like that. Callaway came into that and you could buy stuff like that. I was thinking like, yep. what a great opportunity in Don't Animal Crossing. Golf. Gosh, I want Mario Golf. <laughs> Can we get that on Switch? Come Animal on. Crossing Golf. It has wheels. You play you get like carts. And like that's the rumor. You get to make your own golf course? <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd play it. <laughs> I know you. I'd play the shit out of the game. <laughs> Are you crazy? Animal Crossing, like golf course customization? Oh, man. I'd I'd be more excited than Animal Crossing fans. Win turnips, then sell the turnips. <sighs> That's good. That's real good. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe something like this happens. I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. I'm sure there'll be a direct here in the next week or two, and uh, we'll find out all the news we need to know about Animal Crossing and how they're going to roll this out. But I'd actually see like there's a part of me maybe I'm overstating it, but there's a like I have a strong idea in my head where like the vision that I have, I see Animal Crossing just printing money. Like endless amounts of money if done well, and it doesn't even have to be all like exclusionary or like intrusion. You know, it doesn't have to be malicious. Yeah. Like just come up with cool, awesome stuff. Like, hey, this is a, uh, you know, look at this Samus shirt that just arrived to the shop today, and you know, fifty cents. Right. That's kind of stuff because like they they kind of do it in Smash, but it's so yeah. limited where yeah. that stuff would matter so much more in Animal mm-hmm. Crossing. You know, and there's so many people that are probably still playing New Leaf and still playing probably older versions of Animal Crossing. I think we're going to see a huge uptick once this game comes out. I think if the value was well, I mean, if it was well designed, right, and the value was like, you know, quarter, 50 cents, 75 cents, dude, left and right, one after the other. Think like themes, like on the 3DS system, right? Like you had all those themes that you could have, and I bought a lot of them. Like if they did that kind of stuff for your island and you Mm -hmm. could do, dude, it prints money. I would buy it. And I wouldn't even be mad at him. Jason, five new games coming to Nintendo Switch Online. (laughs) Pop and Twin B, Smash Tennis, Shadow of the Ninja, and Eliminator Boat Duel. I'm going to, my my buddy just texted me. My buddy actually lives like five minutes from my house. He he texted me two hours ago. Hadn't heard from him in a bit because he's been feeling under the weather. These SNES slash NES games suck. (laughs) End quote. I, I played Shadow of the Ninja, and I've never played any of these other games. I've never heard of any of these games. Oh, you never heard of Shadow of the Ninja? I don't think so. Maybe I have. Let me look it up. What what Which was that, NES or Super Nintendo? NES. And I think it was, uh, I think I have it on a ROM emulator, like the Wii Shop. Let me see if I've seen it. Uh, doesn't look I thought this was like familiar. a game that you would have been aware of, because I was all like, I know this one. And you're like, I don't. I'm like... Damn it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played this. Huh. Don't think okay. I well, I it, to be honest with you, I just know it. Like, I, I don't think it's particularly memorable or I'm not fond of it or anything like that. I just know what it is. It was like the one game in this list. I was like, oh, I know that game. I honestly, I couldn't draw you what Poppin' Twin B is. I don't, I have no clue. This looks like poor man's Ninja Gaiden. That's, That's probably like. true. That's I mean, that probably makes like a lot me. of sense. That probably makes a lot of sense. <laughs> All right, so that's the news this week in Nintendo. (laughs) So, Jason, let's talk about what we're up to. And I would like to start off by saying that last night I stayed up and I played 
the very first chapter, uh, Fire Emblem um, Cindered Shadows or oh, whatever, the DLC expansion just yeah, came out, you, the, uh, the Ashen uh, Wolves. Uh, sharing some pictures of that. Ooh, Constance is one of the new arrivals, and I really like Constance. She's like my I favorite Fire Emblem 3 character. That's your, that's your new bay. <clears throat> I think it is. Yeah, I think that's my new character. It's, you know what it is? It's just the voice. I'm not particularly enamored with the model or anything like that, but the like, she's very enthusiastic like v- voiceover, you know, like it's just kind of like bang. I was like, man, like yes, that's fun. It's it's not bland, <laughs> you know. It's like more exciting. So um, yeah, it's definitely in there. That first chapter, and this is the first one, Jason. Like the very first one, like getting back into the game. It's tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like I lost a few units. I was like, oh, ow, whoa, what's going on here? So um, if anybody's getting the DLC about the expansion and getting into this weekend, let me tell you that. I would encourage you to play defensively. Now, I'm also not the the you know strategery master either, so maybe you're better at me than the game. But um, my first takeaway from the first one is like there were so I got caught in a couple of corridors where there were enemies that I couldn't hit that were like just planted to like take out a unit or two. Like you almost have to play some sacrifice game, you know. And okay. I'm sure there's somewhere online that does it you know the opposite way. But if you're gonna go like forward the linear path, like you're gonna have to play a little sacrifice. To get there so it's pretty tough pretty tough little chapter you know part of me like says maybe one day i'll give um does this fire conversation happen shot. every time we talk about fire Emblem? <laughs> i think we've talked about this all the way back to like fates <laughs> well here's the thing i mean i did actually have three houses from the library i did play it for like 20 minutes and then i got through the tutorial and i was like okay i'll go back to it and i just never want never to go did. back to it that's I just, okay i just don't i i think the the whole the city i mean the the school and the relationship management stuff is just not going to be something that's for me just and i know you can automate some of that but i don't know garrett says that's his secret he always plays defensively (laughs) and i mean that's smart but everybody knows me right you saw me play anthem you guys see me play shooters i'm a brawler man let's get in there and let's mix it up so i'm just charged with edelgard she's got the big shield all the armor it's like come at me bro let's trade let's let's switch hands let's throw Let's see. Let's see who stands at the end of this. Um, spoilers: Your people don't like they lose. So like, it's not the best strategy because you get popped pretty quick. It's like, oh snap! <laughs> These dudes are strong. Because it was kind of. <laughs> I, I actually made the mention of it because in the in the in the main game, in the, and it should be mentioned. This is completely standalone, whole separate menu, everything. Okay. So you can play this from the start, or you can play the game and then come back. You can play this whenever you want. It's completely standalone content. It does have story spoilers, so I wouldn't recommend that you do it from the start. But here's the thing. In the main game, you can grind up. I know Caroline and I, after all of our talk, we both do this constantly. I'm always kind of like grinding up. I'll do all the little ancillary missions because I don't, you know, like I love Fire Emblem, but I really play Fire Emblem for the cutscenes and the characters and stuff like that. I don't want to be all stressed out, people dying left and right, you know, you know, like that's not what I play the game for. So I always go into, I go into most maps, if possible, OP. Overpowered. And I just want to wreck folks. Just one hit folks yeah. left and yeah. right, throwing you away like you're nothing. You got nothing on my team. Get out of here, kid. This game doesn't, or this side story doesn't let you do that. All the character models, like all the characters, all the classes, everything's locked. So you go in at the level they want you to. So it's a challenge. Oh, so you, know, like, you, have to, you had to rely on your strategy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So it was fun. Garrett Bland style. I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Sonic Team Racing. Last week, after Shaq. Speaking of all the kart racers, I don't like Why? that one as much. 
But, but why? I got it for Jack for Christmas, and oh. we hadn't really played it. And it was like, I think I shared it in shit. It was like $15 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And because uh, I really liked the uh, Sonic Team Racing on Wii U and, and 360 and PlayStation 3. One you could fly. and so, It was like Diddy Kong Racing. Mm. I thought that yeah. one was really fun. It was good. Um, this one is different, which I will give it kudos for. Um, it's not, it is a kart racer, but it's different than Mario Kart and Crash Team Racing. It's like team-based, almost like Formula One, like NASCAR. Like you go in with like a squad and your entire squad's finishing impacts your, your like your ability to move on, like how many stars you want to go on that. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Inter- it's interesting that part. Um, the power-ups are different, but you know, it's Sonic Team Racing, which is to say it doesn't feel like Mario Kart. And when you play Mario Kart, as long as we have, I think anytime you get into kart racer, it doesn't feel quite tight. You know, kind of feels off. And uh, I really miss the all the extra stuff that I could do. Like I said before, when this game was announced, I said it. So it's bad. You know, I'm judging the book by its cover. I miss being able to fly and boat and all that stuff. I thought those levels were grand. I thought it was a really cool experience. And this is just kind of kart racing. It's kart racing with Sonic. And uh, it's yeah. got its own different feel. It does have like a little overworld map. Kind of reminds me of like Mario Bros. U where you go from like level to level to level and you can earn stars to unlock the next level. You can go in different paths. But it just kind of feels, you know, it's not, I don't want to demean, it's not a bad game. We played it for a couple hours. I actually had a little fun. It's fun. It's kart racer. If you can get it on the Jeep, I would. Yeah. You know, but it's it's a filler middling type of game. Yeah. You know, I mean, I applaud you for trying, but it's like after Mario Kart, I, I can't play anything else. I mean, CTR was was a different thing. I think that was at its time. It was. I still love it. it. You know, yeah, I've played. Great, but... I played like 30 or 40 hours of CTR this year. <laughs> wow. I mean, let's face it. I played a lot of Brawl out, but that was because Smash Brothers was on Switch. There you, you go. Know? So, so like, there's no you know what? That comes close. I've tried. Quite a few, and I don't like any of them. Sega Team Racing, the brawl out of of kart racers like that. Mm-hmm. That's very very fitting. Uh, the other game that, that I played, Jason, is Hypercharged on yes, what is this? Boxed. What is this? All right, did you ever play like any of the Army Men games? No, I'm ver- back I'm on like GameCube and stuff like that, or like Battalion I, Wars. Never, yeah, I never played them. All right, so this is a first person. I was like, first and foremost, this is a first person shooter. Is this that one that they that there was that the uh, the Twitter competition like the giveaway or something like that, that something? i don't know man i, don't I bought remember. this game because it's a first person shooter it's a horde game it's a team it's a it's a wave based tower defense oh yeah okay okay so but you play as toys so it so has that uh, army man what is that movie uh small soldiers the, the very game. very much yep yeah, very much small soldiers the game so um you can play a solo or you can play multiplayer. I have not had the chance or do I know anybody else has the game to play multiplayer in it. But oh, what FPS I would say, defense. Okay. what I would say is if you ever get a chance to buy this game, I would very much like to play it with friends because I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think it'd be more fun playing with friends than by yourself because here's here's the... the I real, mean, visually it looks... It stands up. Bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's an indie game. I think it's made by, it's like made by like a handful of guys. It's like the team's like five or six deep. It's pretty small when I was looking. At, I, I mentioned that I was looking forward to this game like a month ago. You know, so like I looked it up like a month ago. So my details might be a little shady. But I think it's like four or five guys that made this that made this game. All right. So here's what I really, really like about it. Um, Interesting. The levels are really, really cool. You play like in the bedroom. You play in like the sandbox. There's one that's like Toys R Us. And it's literally like you see shelves of like board games and stuff around you. But here's the cool thing, Jason, is the levels have verticality. So you think of it, you're like a six inch action figure on the ground of a bedroom floor. I made it all the way up to where I was on top of the door 
like the open the door was open and I got on top of the the little door frame and was walking along the door frame because here's the cool thing right so it's a wave based you get a little timer here's when the next wave comes Um, in between the wave you have to make defenses if you scatter around the level and you start climbing up the blanket and over the bed and under the computer and over the tower and over the keyboard and all that you'll find coins coins that you can use to buy upgrades and perks you know for the next map so you want to like explore the map Essentially, yep. to try to get the coins also let you deploy resources, so you can deploy walls or turrets and bombs and things like that for the the waves to to crash into walls. You they, can build like what, castles. What is the wave trying to attack or destroy? Towers. There are three okay. towers that are. And this is why I would like to play multiplayer because there are these three towers. They are not close to each other. They're on all separate sides of the room that you have to defend at all times. And the further I got into the game, because I've probably played through you know, the first six levels. The first, like, there at least you unlock, I, I say it's the level, it's not like a campaign, it's more like you unlock the next map. So I've played through, like, the first six maps. When you unlock, as you get later on, it's hard to defend on multiple fronts just by yourself. And I think they do a little decent job, like, the waves typically focus on one point, but you're always, like, running from point to point to point. Whereas if I had two or three people in the lobby with me, we could all split a point. It's like, hey, you take red, I'll take blue, you take green, and let's all defend our, you know, let me know if you need help. Yeah. Um, the guns are cool. As you explore the level, you can find upgrades for your guns. So you can get like uh, more ammo, more capacity, more damage. You can get a scope. Um, you can find power-ups to like let you jump and, and that kind of stuff, which is cool. Also, when your towers get taken down, like they have um, shields, right? And the shields are charged by batteries. And when the shields go down, you can actually find batteries, like little Duracell batteries in the level. <laughs> And you carry them back to the tower and you plug them in and you get new shield to keep going. Wow. Okay. Um, it's 20 bucks, 1999. That was my question. I see it's 1999 on Steam, so I just assumed it was more on Switch. 1999 but. on Switch. Um, I think it's a pretty good first person shooter. I really say that probably as like on Switch. They're not a lot of first person. Like it's not Doom. There's you know, not it's lot, not Call yeah. of Duty. It doesn't feel like not, that. But it's not competitive at the same time either. It's cooperative. It, so that's kind of nice. Exactly. The one thing that I. So it has gyro, but only when you're aiming down the sights. And I, when I first played, my gyro was like way off. Like I had to tone down the sensitivity on the light and I had to up the sensitivity when I was playing on the TV on the pro. Okay. Because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like one-to-one. It didn't feel good. Like the thing setting seemed a little out of whack. But there's a lot of verticality. There are like, uh, there are like ramps and jump pads so you can like hit something, go flying off into the air, boost up to like the third thing and stuff like that. I mean, I've looked at a lot of pictures. I've watched. I see some images. It's kind of like very, Toy Story, like yeah, if you wanted to walk around. Yeah, it's kind of good. And if it ever goes on sale, and like if you're looking for a shooter, I'd recommend it. If you're just thinking like, hey, it's a good game, I'd like to try it sometime. If it ever goes on sale, I think you should put it on your wish list. And because uh, I think it would, be, I think it would be fun with friends. I'd love to have a Shack I mean, Night where we play hypercharged. Because um, and not not that like review scores matter, but I mean, um, it's got like a nine out of ten on Steam, and it's got. Oh really? Uh, wow. I did not look them up. I, I bought this game a month ago. Let's see. So nine but out I, of ten on Steam, and ninety-two uh, percent of Google users like it. Seventy-four nice. on Metacritic, which is a little bit lower, but I mean, still, it's a 74. seventy-four for an indie game is pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good. not bad at all. I think it's pretty good. I think there's a lot there. Um, a customization, menu design could probably use a lot of a lot of work. Also, the the game doesn't do a whole lot to like onboard you. Like, there's no tutorial okay. that's like, hey, here's what you need to do. Go find the batteries. Go get the power upgrades. Kind of just drops you in. It's like, here's how you shoot. Like, go figure it out. 
So some of that would have been nice, like a little campaign or a little tutorial level, you know, that kind of walks you through like sure. what to expect. The enemies get crazy for, for like the first three maps is like, oh, this game's easy. And then like these spinning tops started coming out like helicopters, actual other enemies that start shooting back at you. Because at first, oh, yeah, like yeah. everything are like drones. It ramps it up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Every wave that gets better, it gets harder and harder and harder and harder. And it's it's fun. I like it. I mean, it looks cool. I mean, it looks unique and different. So, And like I said, we don't have very many shooters. Like no. on the platform. So Definitely it's this not. is a good one. I would I would recommend this more than Doom on Switch. On Switch, not on another console. Like let's be clear. Okay, that, okay. Because of the performance issues, I would rather yeah. I would recommend Hybrid Charge over Doom on Switch. That's how much I've enjoyed it. Like huh? if you ask me to rank my shooters, it's higher than that. Mm. So mm. Very interesting. What about you, good sir? What you up to? Well, as I reported on the last show, <laughs> I have uh, have defeated Cuphead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you should be proud of that. Just in their notch in the Jason Lazy belt. Of game do they Netflix. send you like a medal or something when you're done? Like, do they're like, do you hit like do. a server and they're I like, somebody, they let's get that medal out. <laughs> I think they do. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Was it worth um, it? I feel like the I mean, Thanos gif is here, like. I felt accomplished afterwards. There are certain games when you like, when you complete a level or do a thing, you feel good about it. Like yeah. when I when I finished what the base diff, what the base of what Celeste had to offer, I was like, you know what, I feel damn good about. I'm that. proud. You know, so with Cuphead, yeah, I kind of felt some of the same. You know, again, you know, there was much of Jason Lacey beating his head against the wall, dying, restarting, dying, restarting, dying, restarting over and over and over and over. And um, I'm pretty sure after we did Shaq, the one night I stayed up and I played longer than I should levels of that. Um, but it was just a, it was a, a really fun experience. I by no means like I think you can three star levels. I I didn't three star any levels. I have no desire to three star levels. But if I go back and load up the game, it says 100% completion. And that makes me happy. And I don't have any desire to go back and do that again. But there were some very frustratingly hard things that I overcame with that game. But it was just cool, man. It was just a cool game, and I'm happy to to say I did it. I'd like to play some. I'd like to try the co-op mode sometime just to see what that's like. Um, if there's a sequel, I'd sure I'd check that out as well. I will not play co-op with you because <laughs> I'd be like, God dang it, Donnie, you're bringing me down. I can't carry you any further. Can I join the other team? <laughs> Beat up on Jason? I won. I did it. Now, how would that be for a, a Cuphead multiplayer mode? One person gets to play as the boss. That, that's, that would get me back into Cuphead. I would like doing that. That would be fun. How about Hollow Knight? Why do you taunt me? Donnie, you I want you to take pieces? down. My goal for you is one day you're going to go back in. You're going to destroy it's that over. soul master. It's done. It's gonna, I'm and quit. it's going to be awesome. I've been broken. It's over. <laughs> but Cuphead, it was a great journey. I'm happy to say I completed it. Um, really cool. I didn't get all the achievements, but it's just interesting to see the achievements on the Switch and that whole thing. Um, but, yeah, great game. Runs great. Played great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Dude, Turkey so that, just hit the chat, and I got like I really know. excited. I, I haven't heard this scene from this guy in forever. I know, right? Miss Turkey here at the shack. I was like, "Whoa, that's cool." Hold on, let me get a Streets of Rage. There we go. Just picked Ooh. up that trash turkey. <laughs> um, jumping into my indie games after that, that I went on my splurging spree. Uh, Swords of Ditto was next on my list. So, um, I is that the I Zelda game? Yeah. Okay. It, it, visuals, yeah. So, like, I, I shared some pictures after my first little bit, and, like, this is what, if Cartoon Network made Link to the Past, it would be this game. In, in, 
somewhat gameplay and visual representation. The game doesn't play like Zelda. Um, it's interesting. So it's technically an action RPG roguelike because everything's got to be a roguelike now. <laughs> so the whole story is um, there's this evil entity called Morma. It's like this evil sorceress and she's destroying the land. So every hundred years, a chosen hero is incarnated and they take up this sword and this it's this magical, powerful entity and they become the sword of Ditto when Ditto's the land that this all takes place in. And their tasks, what they have, once they take up the mantle, they have uh, like five days to power up and eventually face Morma. And if the sword is successful or not, that determines the outcome of the next hundred years. So that's like the whole roguelike thing. And I guess in the, when the game originally released, you had a running clock all the time before you had to fight the boss and then it ended. They've patched and made updates. That's not there now unless you're playing on the harder difficulty. So you're just dropped in this world. You like wash up on a beach, much like Link's Awakening style. And you find out you're this chosen hero. And uh, you just kind of explore the world. And as you, you level up based on killing enemies and there's um, mystical items, which are toys, which are your uh, your uh, weapons you get. Like I had a I had a bow. I had, it was a vinyl record, but it was essentially a boomerang and other things like that that you can find and unlock and your whole goal there's some quests that you can get from other characters npcs but the whole goal is like as you're going through you want to get to level five because when you're at level five you can actually fight marma that's what it like will trigger the the final encounter but there's uh they refer to them as anchors in throughout the land and you want to destroy the anchors because that weakens the boss so I played through the whole first session. I got to the boss. I went to the boss's uh, castle or whatever. And then you have to climb like six floors, which were much more difficult than I expected. I got to the boss. There's a there's a character that's very much like the windfish that is there. It's a flying whale that you can get you can worship and get some perks and bonuses from. But I died. I, I did not I did not kill the boss. And then you die. And then when you die, you get to choose what how many weapons or what select weapons you can unlock. In your reroll, and then you reincarnate as a new sword of Ditto, and it's a hundred years later, and it all starts over again. And then the maps maps randomly generated again at that point. And I haven't played. You lose since me at that then. point. Every game does. Yeah, I hate it that. Was kind of, and I think that's the only way you can like beat the game is essentially you have to like new game plus it multiple times oh. to complete it. And um, for what I read online, like the the character, the other characters, the NPCs in the world, like react to your failures or your success, and like the actual environment will either be a little more destroyed or better based on what happened in the previous generation. So, um, I'm gonna keep playing it. I was a little like I really enjoyed that first playthrough, and I was really hoping I was gonna kill Morma at that point just to see what happened. And when I I lost, I was kind of deflated a little bit, and now I'm kind of like I don't want to do everything all over again. See. But I got it on sale, and the music is awesome. I love the graphics. The visuals are great. I mean, it's like Adventure Time Zelda. That's what it's I like. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you said it, I, I I knew what it was. I was like, yeah, I remember that. And I probably read something, and it was like, it resets. And I was like, nope. I appreciate that there are people out there that love this, and they harken back yeah. to a time before and all that. And it's like, that Some is. people love those gameplay loops. It's that and, like, the soul stuff. Those are two paths I just. Like yeah, me and that gamer, Dark, Dark Souls isn't for me. Me and that gamer don't share thoughts, opinions. Like we were very different. Did you, know? you ever play um, Rogue Legacy? Yeah. Yep, I did. Um, I think Seth recommended it, and I played it on PS4. I think. Yeah. A couple years ago. Yeah. It was okay. 
you know, and it's I like that still one and like that one. I wouldn't say I didn't like, but again, even like when it's good, it's not a game that I really like. I don't particularly enjoy that. I always, you know, I hate losing yeah. progress. I feel like every yeah. time I do that, I feel like I'm wasting time. Yeah, you know, Just and like like, de- like Dead Cells, as great as it is, it's really hard for me to play Dead Cells. That's it. It's I have so much to play, so much that I want to play. That if I'm sitting there grinding, not going anywhere, it's like, well, mm-hmm. now I'm now I'm not, now I'm losing time. I could be spent progressing somewhere else. So yeah. if I'm not progressing, it just feels like a waste of time. Yeah, you know, like that's the ultimate like thing with me. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I don't know. I don't have patience, or I don't know what the answer is. But so I'll probably continue to muck around with that here and there, and then I have Grim Fandango, which I mean I've already played, but I'll play through it on Switch, and <laughs> I'll just mess around with stuff until March. Really, I mean, just kind of mess. What's around your March with game? Animal Crossing. Yeah. Okay. Just kind of muck around until then. And then... Uh, Are you getting Doom? No, I'm not going to get it right away because if I got it, I'd want to get it on PC. And depending on my um, home situation, you I got know, you. I'm, I'm not going to have a PC set up. So. I think I'm the one Nintendo fan that's like more excited for Doom. <laughs> like Everybody's like, Animal Crossing! And I'm like, Doom, it's hard off. Dude, Doom's going to be amazing. I just, Doom I, looks I, so I, good. I, I wish I had... like If we weren't moving, I would... Scrap this PC. I'd have a brand new PC, and I'd have Doom ready to go because it would look awesome. You know, I'd I saw that it was like frame per second, 1080p. It'd be amazing. It was a popular tweet being retweeted around about how everybody's excited for games and everybody wants to play Animal Crossing. I know Caroline shared, and I was like, mm. yeah, I must be the one, <laughs> the one fan on Twitter with Nintendo yeah. in their account that was like, yeah, I'm gonna be playing a lot more Doom. I'm disappointed. I slept on what Doom 2017. Is that when good. it came out? 16. As long as I did, because it that was that was fantastic. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's awesome. really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I'm stoked. I can't wait to play that. And then uh, Ori is the other one I keep forgetting. Like, Ori is going to drop at the same time. So I'm definitely buying. We'll be playing Animal Crossing until it comes out. But I, I think the better way of putting this is I think like two weeks after launch, Rebecca and Caroline will have oh, like gosh. 100 hours in Animal oh, Crossing. Yeah. I'll have like seven. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be perfect. I'm probably not going to be playing Doc as much anymore because I, I won't have this station. Set up. And, and I'll have like the TV. But I'm not Go get a light, it. man. Do it. Maybe. It's Maybe. so. I wish I could let you hold mine. Because if you just pick it up, you'd be like, I can't not play like this. It's so good. so uh, good. And then lastly, based on your recommendation the other night, my, my wife was tired and she went to bed a little early. So I was like, I don't feel like I paid anything. I'll watch something. And I, as I started going on, went through the regional channels and I ended up on Prime Video. And then I'm like, hey, Dottie recommended that Power of Power Glove. of Glove. So yeah. Did you like Glove. it? I did like it. I told you. I thought you would, man. It's it's I really love, good. I love it's... when they just show the old advertisements, though. They sh- it just takes me back all the nostalgia of that. And he's. <laughs> I, I was like you. stunned at how they made that thing work. Like the whole breakdown, yeah. like how it worked, and the transmits the signal. How they had to like make the games around it. And I probably said this last time I brought it up, but that poor guy. He was like, I had to code a way to control every NES game with the power glove. And I was like, talk about shoehorning a gimmick into a game. Yeah. Like they couldn't just have like three or four really great games. They made it yes. work with everything right. that possibly came out. And the fact that that technology costs, the hardware costs so much more than what they had to make that power glove sell for. Yep. You know, um, I for- totally forgot about that. The guy they talk about in the documentary, um, what's it? Triforce or whatever. Yeah. 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 And I remember seeing him because he's always out, you know, wearing the glove and standing in the line waiting for the next thing. He's awesome. Yes. Um, Trash Turkey says he needs to watch that. I also recommend Jeremy, you should check out, um, gaming historians story of the power glove as well. Cause that's, that's very good as well. Mm. It's probably like, I'm not a big YouTube channel guy, but every time he has a video, 
always all over his. I don't think I've awesome. ever seen it, so you have to Dude. share it with me. I will. He's got, um, you know, a little tangent here, but he's got a story of Tetris. Like, that's a 30-minute video. was really good. His story of Punch-Out's good. He just did one, um, Super Mario Brothers 3. That's, that's really, really good. Cool. I've loved that channel. He does a lot of great stuff. Norman uh, Caruso is his name. and So good. But Super Mario Bros. 3 is, uh, was its birthday? Was it yesterday? Right? I think so. Speaking of birthday, it's our five-year anniversary, man. Yeah. Did you see that? Kevin posted that? What do you mean, you guys? You're a part of it. You've been here since, like, the second week. Why do you keep acting like you're not a part of it? I haven't been a part active. Do you have a shirt? Like, three weeks ago. Do you have a shirt? Yeah. Then you're a part of it. It's, like, five times too big for me. But but you're a part of it. Okay. Send it back. I'll get you another one. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I got other shirts. Um, I don't know how many smaller but, ones I have, but I've got Power four Club, or five Power more. Power Glove was good, and then I went on a, a rabbit hole after that, and I'm like, what other gaming stuff do they have on here? And so I just went through, and what other people watched, I started adding other things to my watch. Did you ever watch the sequel to Indie Game, the movie? No, I thought about renting it. I think... But I don't know I, if it's any good. Like, I want I want somebody to tell me, like, it's worth the money. Because it's, it's not Prime. You've got to pay for it. I can't remember if I have or not. I might have, but, like, Indie Game, the, like, that first one was really good, and I don't know. It's so hard to, like... Right to replicate that because it was like a at the time indie games were like such a rage and everything now they're so commonplace and and let's face it just the phil fish content what a makes up for that movie (laughs) i mean you're spot on his whole story i feel so bad about what happened to him because like what a great game fez is yeah and just everything that like first of all a lot of it's him i'm stunned we never i'm sorry to say this pull back but i always said i'm stunned we never got fez on 3ds i feel like fez in 3d makes a lot of sense and i always thought that that was going to be a thing i was like that would be awesome Dude, dude, Reno, the boys, season two. That's gonna be awesome. I'm all in. Yes, you guys got me into that. I agree. I liked it a lot. So you guys got me into that. But um, the other one that I liked, there's a few on there. I watched like a TV show that was like heavily produced and scripted. Was dumb. It's like an infomercial for like a video game college. Mm, Like we'll teach you how to play games, and it was. I want to say like some famous persons on it, like some some tour guide. It's not like William Shatner or something, but something like that. There's like a like a celebrity who talks about it and he goes around and meets everybody and talks to gaming. It's not very good. There's a, a it, I guess you, it's not really a documentary, but I guess it kind of is about the guy that wants to go around. And I talked about on flexible too. He wants to go around and try to buy every single NES game travels across the country. Oh, that's cool. That's on, that's on prime video. I can't remember what it is. It came out. In is the, uh, I added that based on it. Is the Pac-Man one still? Or is it Donkey Kong? The guy that does Donkey Kong and then the other guy that comes out? Oh, King, King of Kong? Something, but the, the guy that comes out and like... A, a fistful of quarters, King of Kong? That was, I don't know if that's still on... That was, I think I watched that on Netflix. That was like the most entertaining video game documentary dude, I've so ever good. seen. Because what's, uh, what's the, the dude is name with, totally... The dude with the, the USA tie and the hair, I can't... He's like a Mario thing. villain. Like he's all yeah. in black and he comes well, out, you know, it's like... the controversy that comes has come out since then. They said that he cheated. Like he did his his one high score he did on like an emulator. Or well, of whatnot. course he did. Right When they, he released the video, like they couldn't like... They didn't have yeah. screen of him playing it. It so was like the, all the, fuzzy. Well, and it looked like it was... Him, they stripped him of his records. And now I think he's gone out and since then tried to like beat them. If you like that one, you should watch. There's another one that's about... Um, it's a snake game, same type of thing. A guy is trying to beat a record, and like with that game, though, he literally has to—you have to play the game for like twenty-four hours straight. I would imagine if you were going to try and go for the record in any game, you have to be monitored. You can't just like send in because if I remember that documentary, right, like he just sends a VHS tape to yes, some tournament, and they're like, "Well, yeah. he's got the record." It's like, "What?" 
to, uh, <laughs> what is it, uh... Like, we haven't learned from this? Like, you can't do that. If you're going to go for the record, you have to be monitored by judges. You can't just do it, it called? whenever Some you Galaxies. want. That's the... Um, so it's, um, Nintendo Quest was the one that I was uh, mentioning. 30 days, 676 games, 10,000 miles. That sounds like Caroline's um, documentary. Let's see. Best documentary similar to King of Kong. What the hell was it? It was, like, something... Oh, gosh, I can't remember. It was on Netflix as well, but, like, literally, like, you had to play that game for, like, you know, 20 hours consecutively, and you eventually have to get, a, like, a high enough score and so many extra lives where you can just let the game run and die so you can go to the bathroom and et cetera because you can't pause it. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's crazy. You did remind me. Um, I put oh, those man. I put those LEDs. Love, love this stuff. I put those LEDs behind my TVs. Yes, the huge. I've been well, flexing on Twitter. Experience. I've been posting. Oh, it's definitely not. It no, nice. it's it, cheap. It, it is not the hue. Be clear. It's not the hue light setup. It's, but the, it looks sweet, though. It looks so you good. Make me jelly that I don't have a TV to play my games on. <sighs> you guys so see the Wind so Waker cool. picture like, the and the wind whole wall? It's like, the oh my and the god! Blue. Oh. I, I, here's the thing. It makes me want to replay Wind Waker, which I, I don't like. Ever really need an excuse for it? Yeah, I say, do you need incentive there? But here's the thing: you can only play it. Like I can only play it at night now. Like now, seeing it, it's like, well, I can't, I can't play I can't, this in the daytime. I can't play it during the day. I can't play this in daytime anymore. Ever. Like what a waste. Do you know what Doom will look like with that? <laughs> it's so cool. I was playing Zombie Army with Kevin the other night with it on, and it's so cool because it um it matches the colors of the screens like in three different places. And if you guys are wondering, I got it's called um. I don't know what it's called. If you message me in Discord, I'll send you the link on Amazon. But it was like seventy dollars, and it was very easy to set up. It's got a little app. You you they, you you stick the LEDs to the back of the TV. You plug it into the wall. You connect it to your Bluetooth, and you can set it for all kinds of different stuff. And it it really lighting makes all of the world in difference in like it's, everything and video and pictures, anything cool. like that. It's so so good. So. Very, and you know what? I was thinking, you know, here's how good it was. I was thinking today when we were doing notes, and I was like, all right, so we're going to play cart next week. I was like, dang it, if I stream it, I can't play it on the TV with the lights. Uh, <laughs> I got to play it here at the terrible little right. desk. How awful is that? You're a peasant again. Ugh. Jason, hit me with some questions. You want to go with some questions direct from you? Let's do it. Coming up, number one, your favorite Nintendo game of all time and least favorite Nintendo game of all time. Explain why for both. So the least, you know, I, I haven't prepped for this, so I, I don't know. Usually I prep for questions that have first answers. I've seen yeah. this question. So. I don't know. Um, my favorite Nintendo game of all time is Breath of the Wild. For 15 years it was Wind Waker, but now it's Breath of the Wild. Like I feel pretty strong in that it's Breath of the Wild. My least favorite Nintendo game of all time. That's harder. Yeah, I don't. That's going to be hard. Like, I'll jump in with my my most favorite. I, I think it, I could make arguments here and there, but I think just because of how much it's consumed me, it has to be Smash Brothers Ultimate. I don't see how yeah. I could say anything different. Just because it's, I love it. <laughs> I don't have to argue any other way. Falco Lombardi's in it, and I get to play as him. End case. There you go. Um, yeah, least favorite. Least favorite is tougher because, like, there's got to be an old game or something. There's got to be something that I mean, that I just hated. Are we going to say is it is a game that was published and created by Nintendo, or is it, it appeared on Nintendo? Got to be system? Nintendo game. Mm. I think I'm trying to Google stuff. I can't. I got nothing. 
I can't think of anything on the Wii U it's that gotta I It's going to be something hated. like a spinoff or something, like one of their little games. So, um... That's tough. That is tough. It is tough. Chibi Robo. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to lie to you. I immediately think, like, Star Fox Zero. You know, you know what? You know what's oh, worse than Star Fox Zero? Yeah, the, that could be one. The Mario Tennis on Wii U, the Super Smash. That game's really not good either. It's like worse than the 3DS game. It's bad. Um, but even then, like, it's not so bad. It's not like terrible. It's just bad, based off of what you know the series puts out there. What was Devil's, the Devil's Turd? That game. So I have that game on the hacked Wii U. You know, last week we talked about my hack 3DS, and I didn't mention that I was playing Persona Q. Did you know that there was a um, Dead or Alive game on 3DS that I played? Oh, it's God. nuts. Here's the thing. It's really not that bad. Like, I played huh. I was like, this is, like, it reminded me of, like, a PS2 Dead or Alive game or something like that. I was like, this is kind of oh, nuts. God. So instead of having, like, cutscenes, the characters, like, freeze in-game, and they kind of, like, s- cinematically, like, pan the camera around while they, like, have, like, subtitle oh, talks no. or something. But to be honest with you, it's not like, like, it's not $40, but it's not awful. You know? It's not bad. Um, God, I don't... I wish I would have done some prep for this. What was the Animal Crossing game on Wii U? Like, the board game one. Oh, uh... Oof. I know which one you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. Trying to look it up. It's dumb. That's why you can't find it. What is this? Shameless Amiibo Festival. There they go. Okay. That game was pretty bad. Like there were parts of it that I wanted to like about it because I kind of, I've always liked the idea of an Animal Crossing spinoff for folks that aren't into like, you know, 200 hour life sims. Um, But that game is like objectively not good. Like, that's a 5 out of 10 if I've ever really seen one, you know. Like, the only game that I regret purchasing in the past X number of years was on 3DS, and it, was, it wasn't it was Nintendo made. It was Square. It was a Square game. And it was that Final Fantasy Monster Hunter crossover piece of garbage. <laughs> I was going to say, um, Wii Music is a pretty, really, really good one. That game is wolf. A game is bad. What do you think? All right. What about Triforce Heroes? So I like Triforce. So here's Heroes. what I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say, what's your Triforce least Heroes. favorite Zelda game? Um, doesn't have to mean it's bad, but what's your least favorite? Zelda two. I never played that one. Adventures of Link. I don't like that. So I would say Majora's Mask. I mean, I had a lot of fun with Triforce Heroes simply because I had a Discord server with people and we all played together. And I played with my kids and, and we, we had and fun we did with voice it too. Chat. Um. I like that one. Oh, I'm looking at I'm looking at a list here. By the way, I keep scrolling through. Hey, listen, like that Hey Pikachu game, that was pretty. Oh god, that was pretty atrocious. I'm thankful though. Like back then, I got that out of like a clearance bin or something. So yeah. that's the thing is like when you pay sixty dollars for a game, that's not good. Like it hurts more than when you pick it up for like ten dollars. Right. Right. So like I bought, I pre-ordered Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. That's why I was like, wait a minute, what's that Animal Crossing game? Because that one was bad, and like, like. Home Designer wasn't, like, great, but Home Designer is, like, good. Amiibo Festival was, like, just bad. It's like, a bad game. It's really hard uh, to defend that game. Insert random Kirby game. That's my answer. Oh. Don't do the Bobby <laughs> thing. I'd be hating on Kirby. <laughs> Kirby's good. I love Kirby games. There are some bad ones, so I agree with you. They're not all great. But, like, Epic Yarn, um, Planet like Robobot, um, Dreamland. I like, I like the original. Yeah. So, I, I like Kirby games. 
I was trying to think. It's not like a. I didn't play a whole lot of them. So what I was going to say is like maybe some of like those Donkey Kong spinoff games. Super Mario Brothers Two. Like the Conga Beats or something like that. Oh yeah. You know. There you go. Those are not like super. What about Donkey Kong sixty four? I think that's a good popular <sighs> one to hate. That's on. a good one. That's a good one. Um, because that one is kind of bad. That's good. All right. All right. Let's move on. I've been seeing, I've been eyeing Darksiders Genesis and hearing it's the prequel Ooh. of the storyline. Should I start with this one? I never played any of them, but I have one through three on PlayStation. Also, how's the gameplay for this one coming up? I've played Kamoski. about, I've played half of this one, I think half. I've played eight, nine chapters of it on Stadia. Um, I did buy it on Switch. So, like, this is my, my ultimate, like, fond farewell to Stadia is I'm actually rebuying a game that I already own just so I can play it somewhere else. <laughs> that's when you know you're really over a platform it's like you know what i have a game that i can play and i just don't want to um so i'm replaying i will re i will i rebuying it and i will replay darksiders genesis on switch all right um it is a prequel it starts before war war is a main character in the game along with strife strife is really cool i think devin i've been saying this for a long time now since i played it i think devin's gonna like this a lot strife is like deadpool or like Spider-Man. He's very acrobatic. He can flip around. He's got different guns. It's like a ranged attack type of guy. And he's also like really like suave and kind of smart aleck about it, right? Whereas right. War is like your big bruiser. He's your lumbering dude, big shield, build axe, and stuff like that. Um, should you start here? No. I mean, because it's, it is a Darksiders game. First and foremost, everybody that keeps saying Diablo, it is Diablo only in camera angle. Like, it doesn't play like a Diablo game. It still plays sure. like the, like Darksiders. It's a hack and slash, like, RPG. And you get, um, like, which I know Diablo is too, but, like, in Diablo, right, you map your attacks. You can, like, hold your attack, and you just kind of, like, walk through waves of enemies and keep doing that. Right. You can't do that in Darksiders. Like, you've got to dodge, right? You've got to swap between different attacks and, and do that kind of stuff. It plays more like Darksiders, I might say. Um, okay. it just It just looks like Diablo from the camera angle. It right. plays like a Darksiders game. If you've ever played Darksiders 2 or Darksiders, it plays like Darksiders. I've played zero Darksiders. Okay. It plays like Darksiders. So here's – I have a hard time saying that you should start here. I don't think there's anything wrong starting here. Like if you wanted to play the trilogy, um, I would recommend that you play Genesis 1 and 2. I don't like Darksiders 3. Um, I think Darksiders 3 is one of probably the, like the bigger letdowns for me because I pre-ordered that game. I was so excited. I, I like I love Darksiders. And uh, oof, Darksiders 3 was – it's like they wanted it to be so grand and like they just didn't pull off like any of the polish on it. You know, like camera's bad, yeah. the combat's bad. It's, you know – anyway, I don't, I don't want to hate on the game too much. Um, Darksiders 2 is my favorite. Having not finished Genesis, I still think Darksiders 2 is my favorite. Darksiders 2 – is like Twilight Princess. I mean, it's so Twilight Princess Zelda game. If you've never played Darksiders 2 and you like Zelda, because here's how I got introduced to Zelda, by the way. My old GameStop manager, which I've referenced, you know, on the show over the years, he told me, he's like, you love Darksiders, or he's like, you love Zelda, right? And I was like, yeah, I was playing Twilight Princess HD at the time, talking about how great it is. He's like, have you ever played Darksiders? I was like, no, I, you know, I didn't really get into this stuff. He's like, you have to play this game. He actually gave me a copy. He's like, go play this game and come back and tell me what you think. And it's really, really good. It has like these little open world sections. You ride around on a little horse, you know, it has these big castles. You oh, climb up the yeah. walls and you jump off the things and you do these big attack boss battles and stuff like that. And it's, it's kind of like, it's like a more actiony Zelda, like Twilight Princess, not all Zeldas, Twilight Princess. Okay. Um, so I really love Darksiders 2. And if you're interested, Switch listeners, I have Darksiders 2 and uh, 1 Warmastered on Switch. 
Darksiders 2 is fantastic on Switch, actually. It looks great. Um, plays better than it did when I played it back on 360. So I'm sure it looks fantastic on PlayStation 4 and stuff, too. But um, playing it on Switch, I was like, wow. Darksiders 2 on Switch is kind of cool because it's one of those games where you're playing in handheld and you're like, this is a pretty big, cool game to like have in a handheld. Like, even though it's old, you know, it's like Skyrim. It's like, I can't believe I'm playing this in the right. palm of my It's just, just something. There's just something about it. Yeah. It's like, it's because of its scale, it doesn't feel right. Like, it's such a leap from 3DS. You're like, wow, I can't believe I'm playing a game like this. Um, but Genesis, the gameplay is really, really good. You hop between the two characters. You can switch back and forth whenever you want. You can play co-op, which is what I always wanted. I always wanted me and Dev to play together. Um, you can play co-op. Um, one person plays war. The other person plays strife. Like I said, strife is more acrobatics. It's got flips, um, power-ups. It's got guns. Guns are different ammo. So that guns with like a big explosion shot and gun like a little little lasers and stuff like that. And then war is like the dude, right? He's got the big shield. He's got the big axe. Throws the, you know, he's your haymaker. Sure. And you hop between these styles and then you use these. I think the thing that really makes it a Darksiders game is even though the the view is Diablo, Darksiders is like um I'm trying to say things that don't sound like Diablo, but every time I say them, it sounds like Diablo. Um Darksiders like like Twilight Princess, Darksiders always has like hidden chests on the wall or in the platform or the thing over here and things like that, right? And you gotta use like special platforming, you know, like you gotta like hop to fly across to get on the thing to walk up the pipe and stuff like you know, like Zelda ex- exploration kind of based platforming and stuff yeah. like that that you don't yeah. really have in Diablo. I know Diablo has chess and stuff, but you can kind of just walk around. You know what I'm trying to say? Sure. Am yeah, I yeah. making that point? Because I feel like I'm saying it's not like Diablo, and then I feel like everything I'm saying <laughs> sounds like Diablo. Do you get what I'm trying <laughs> well, to say? When I, when I think of Diablo, it's just hack and slash. There's yeah, not you're like not like hopping around levels and... By exploration, you wander around a map to find the exit point. You don't... There's not like... Yeah. These levels exit. have lots of verticality, lots of hidden things, lots of branching paths. It's a little different. Which is which I think is more Darksiders. Um, so if you're if you're thinking Diablo and I'm going to play it, I still think you'll enjoy it because I do think that there's a lot of crossover there. But it's not Diablo, right? Not like the Battle Chasers game is like that's yeah. Diablo. This isn't not Diablo. It's Diablo esque, but it's still Darksiders. It's more, it's more like two D is not the right word. What is it like two and a half D? Like that view? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like that Zelda kind of, kind of. Kind of. But with, like, monsters and demons and guns and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like Spawn in, in like, a way. Um, But I really love Darksiders. I really, really do. And uh, had this game launched day and date, I never would have gotten Stadia. The only reason I got Stadia is because I love... Stadia. Because I love Darksiders, and and they had early access. So I was like, you know what? I bought this controller. I got to buy a game. This should be the game I buy, right? Like this, this would be the one, and it's not even bad. Played it, plays great, plays great on Stadia. It just over the weeks, nothing, no news, no games, nothing. I'm gonna cancel my my subscription, and everything. I just don't want to play it there anymore. That's all it yeah. is. Just my my resentment towards my, my entire purchase that. and everything. Yeah. Right? Sit there and look at the TV, and I'm like, Mm-mm. nope, <laughs> don't want to do this. <laughs> uh... So, uh, yeah, I, I rebought it on Switch. But I'll have the trilogy on Switch now, which I think is cool. Like, in my little cartridge case, cool. I've got Genesis 1 and 2. And uh, I, I hope they don't bring 3. <laughs> 3 is kind of like, um, it's not like Souls games, but I think it's more, it was, I think they they wanted it to be like that. I definitely, it's definitely not that hard. Like, I played it. It's not that hard. It is more challenging, like, combat-wise. But it's not, 
Darksiders 3 is not like the good challenge, or at least what I... So when I hear people talk about Bloodborne, they talk about like how excited they are like when they lose to go back and like try and win. You know, it's like a puzzle. It's like a, it's a challenge. You know, it's a game figuring out the boss. I never felt that way in Darksiders 3. It's just like you just get hit from all different angles. The camera doesn't like work right. You can't lock on to people. It just feels cheap. Kind of, that thing feels kind of broken a little bit. It was like, you know, like I don't feel like I got beat. You know, like I don't feel like yeah. I just feel like I need to like go hide in a corner and take everybody out instead of trying to beat everybody in open combat. And you know what yeah. sucks? It's because Fury, probably like one of the best. Like Fury, the character was awesome. She had awesome skills. Like makes sense. She would have been great. But maybe they keep doing this Diablo Darksiders thing and maybe she comes back. I'd be open to that. That'd be cool. We'll see. So, how many more questions do you want to hit tonight? I don't know how, how long are we going? Oh God, we're an hour and a half. Yeah. So. Oh, one more. Let's just one do more. one more. That's yeah. Let's do. Uh, uh, let's yeah. Let's do the next one. Let's do Grouchy. Next one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna do Grouchy. Should do number three. Because we got another one from Kaboski, and then we can. Oh, do... I forgot that one. Let's do Grouchy's. Number sure. four. We'll save Kaboski's for Nintendo next decides to do more food amiibo like the <laughs> cereal box. Yeah. But this time they are teaming up with a fast food company. Okay. What products get the amiibo? What products get the amiibo treatment, and how are they implemented in Breath of the Wild Two? Also, which food item gets its own Smash character? What? Um, <laughs> this is such a focused question. <laughs> I mean, um, we got to have. I guess because I don't care for them that much, but Chick Fil A, because Kukos, we're gonna get them in there somehow. So oh, you're that's eating, good. Eating wild Kukos, um, then the little container that they come in that's your amiibo it could be a little uh i don't know what the box is gonna be so i like so i was tracking there not with the so the zelda thing throws my idea out the window but i was like we've got paper mario coming out we're gonna have paper mario amiibo you get to fold it right you like you get your little box or something your little thing yeah and you fold your little amiibo and it it works you put it on your controller and it works i thought that was cool and then he said zelda yeah, it kind of throws it off for a loop. Because it? I'm thinking if you're partnering with fast food on like on an Amiibo, it has to be Mario. It can't be Zelda. It's got to be Mario. There's no other franchise. You know, like as much as I love Zelda, like you can't put Zelda in Happy Meals and like sell yeah, Game we've, Busters. We've had Mario Happy Meals. We had what Mario Kart Happy Meals. We haven't yeah. had anything else. Yep. So that's where I was thinking. I, I don't know um, what products get the Amiibo. It's got to be something like cardboard, something buildable. Labo. <laughs> Labo inspired Happy Meal boxes, man. You just get the little boxes. What are you saying, oh God, for it? Build your VR helmet. You need to get the VR. You need to get the VR and quit being such a hater. Yeah, so I can go like this. It is weird that they didn't make a strap. It's really odd that you have to hold the whole thing. (laughs) If I'm going to get VR, if if I'm building a new PC, I'm not going to get Labo VR, okay? The Oculus Quest, man. I'm going to be like Lucas so I can remove hearts with spears and all the other stuff. It's so good. It's so good. So. Do you listen to the VR cast that we did? I thought, yeah, yeah. PSVG did. Prime, yeah, dude, that yeah, Saints yeah. and Sinners game, like when you feel like that screwdriver go into the zombie. Ugh. Oh man, it's Ugh. that's that's the power of VR. It's good stuff. Uh, which food item gets its own Smash character? That was the second part of the question. <laughs> I, I don't even know how you, we. I, I, what kind of que- what does that even I, mean? I, we have a milkshake and Smash. What this is what you get when you got the fat man in Vegas throwing questions at you. You know. <laughs> Like a chicken leg or something. Like I don't know what that. Yeah. Is there a the signature t- food? I. It's gotta be a cheeseburger I, or like a taco. Ooh, taco! I would like a taco in Smash Bros, please. 
<laughs> it's like piranha plant. It's just saccharized the like bur- the, the wet burrito. Taco. <laughs> wet burrito final smash. I, I don't even know how to answer that. Yeah. I, I, bless you, Grouchy Surge. Bless you. Hey, we appreciate it. Sign us off, Jason. I get to sign us off. I get the pressure. Please do I the have honors. to do all the things. I don't even know how to do things. all the things. What, what am I contractually obligated to you say? You have to do a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. That's a thing. Well, that's going to do it for Nintendo Shack this week. Thank you guys for joining us live on the show. Thank you for sending us questions. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting everything we do. PSVG, please check out the other shows on our amazing network of podcasts. We got all the content coming to you. We got new DLC. shows coming. We got DLC cranking out all the time. Please consider checking us out. Patreon.com slash PHVG. But as always, thank you so much for listening. And please come back for more Nintendo Shack. Good night, Koopalings. Really good, Jason.